0: Hey, everybody, welcome back for episode 57 of the Path Podcast. I am Jason. I'm Derek. We are so glad that you've decided to join us today. Uh, We are at the beginning of Missions Month here at Lafayette First, and so we have a really fun interview that we want to share with you here in just a few minutes uh, with a guy named Grant Hasty, and you'll learn more about who he is here in just a little bit. But before we do that, Derek, let's talk real quick about uh, our sermon from yesterday where we looked, um, as we're continuing through this Good Life uh, series, we looked at at fortune versus generosity. Um, so, just really quickly, what's what's maybe a couple of things that we can take away from that sermon?
1: Yeah. So, um, again, just just to kind of recap the whole idea of this good life series is that um, so often, um, well, really, the the world has a megaphone and it's been blaring and blaring. It only gets louder. Yeah. And it's telling us how to live a good life according to its definition. But the mm-hmm. Lord has quite a different definition of the good life. Yeah. And in chapter 10, Jesus is, you know, pointing that out in many different ways. We, we talked about just the, the definition of the good life the first week. Mm-hmm. Last week we talked about uh, pleasure versus self-control. And today, through this story of the rich young ruler, we're looking at fortune versus generosity. Yeah, And, um, and what we see here in this passage is we see... Uh, Jesus kind of beginning with the story mark Mark recounts is beginning with um, little children coming to the Lord and little mm-hmm. children are, are meant to represent just kind of uh, you know I think of it's a small world <laughs> um, you know it's it uh, people you know kids of all the world you yeah. know. Uh, the innocence, the right. the childlike faith, the red and yellow, black and white—they're precious in His sight. Lord, help us. <laughs> yes, God bless them all. You That's know, right. um, yeah, and and so you see that, and you see you see the beauty of our Savior when, like, the disciples are like, "Oh, let's get these all kids yeah. out of here." What are these kids doing? Yeah, Jesus here? Yeah. is like, "What." No, yeah. let the little children come to me. Don't stop them, yeah. because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. So we see that who the kingdom belongs to, right? Yeah. And in just a few moments, as we read, we see a rich young ruler coming—a very mm-hmm. young, a very young man, but a very rich man—coming yeah. seeking the savior, seeking what to go, and he ends up turning away when Jesus says, "You know, hey, here's what give everything do. up yeah. and follow me, man. You know, like it's the same." Or, or do you want to save your life or do you want to lose it yeah you know yep. um uh that from chapter uh, 8 verse 34 and, and following mm-hmm. that we read just the first of this series so uh and he doesn't and Jesus says to his disciples um he says how hard is it for a, a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven yeah so so you have there's these little children mm-hmm. the kingdom of God is for them yeah and then you have a, a rich man that that turns away from the kingdom of God. And Jesus says it's very hard for a rich person to get to heaven. So you mm-hmm. have this these two contrasting ideas here, yeah, right? Right. Um, and then you know he says it's easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle. And, mm-hmm. and then the disciples are like, how, how can any of us get there? And yeah. And then Jesus, of course, says it's uh, impossible with man, but with God. Uh, all things are possible. Yeah. So um, so in all of that, we see this idea of, um, you know, what is the kingdom of God? How do you enter it? Mm-hmm. You get this, The you see very clearly, again, this megaphone. Of the world says the kingdom of God is to pursue fortune, yeah. fame, get all riches, yeah, grasp all you can, have yeah. all you can, go for, you know, all, after all this. What I love is that Jesus even asked the young man, he says, Hey, do you, you know, no one, you've got to keep the commandments. You know, do not murder, do not commit adultery, yeah. do not steal, do not bear false witness. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've done that. Yeah. So the young man got his riches honorably, yeah, evidently, or, or inherited them, one, right. one or the other. So he says, Teacher, I've kept them all for my use. So even. Keeping religious rules is not the thing for the kingdom. Yeah. And so what Jesus is showing this young man is like, okay, go get rid of the thing that I know has your heart. Yeah. And then come and bring your heart to me. Mm. Yeah. And at that, the young man says, well, that's it. I can't do it. Yeah. I can keep rules. I'm good at that. Yeah. I'm a disciplined young man. That's how I've gotten my riches. Yeah. But I can't give it all up. Yeah. It has my heart. Yeah. And so that's the idea is like, what has your heart? You know, like, uh, you know, is it wrong to have, um, you know, a fortune or, or, um, or earthly treasure? No, mm-hmm. there's, there's proverbs that say we ought to pursue those things and leave a legacy for our families and all that stuff needs to be there. The question of it, the question of it all is, does our fortune have our heart? Mm, yeah. It's not bad to have a fortune. It's when it's bad when the fortune has us yeah mm. and so a great um, way to put it. Yeah. and so you know that that's the idea and so you know we asked will you store earthly treasure alone mm-hmm. or will you pursue heavenly riches right yeah these young children they're pursuing the kingdom of God and Jesus says the child faith of a child yeah. is what gets you the kingdom of God? Right. Uh, and and that that child think about how dependent they are on, on their parents. They are yeah. you know that, that trust that faith in the ones over them you mm-hmm. know and that's the idea behind that is that we need to trust Jesus. Yeah. We need to follow Him and we find our heavenly riches in Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it comes down to in this story, Jesus continues talking about them, and He's like, "Listen, if you want to be the best, if you want to be." the greatest Mm -hmm. you'll be the last yeah you won't be the at the front uh and so what we see is that um, the kingdom of heaven comes from being willing to place others in front of you and being generous yeah and that's that's the difference uh you know the world says chase chase fame and fortune right Mm -hmm. jesus says serve others and give your lives and give to them and be last right. right and so you know that that is you know kind of the the gist of it so what's the handle to hold on to mm-hmm. the handle to hold on to is say to evaluate and say lord what has my heart mm. yeah what has my time what has my attention right what is my focus and if it's anything other than the Lord, and I'm not saying you can't be focused on your work and making sure. a good living and taking care of your family. That's part of be- that's part of being a good person. That's mm-hmm. part of being uh, a good Christ follower. Yeah. Doing all to the glory of the Lord. That is yeah. so important. But it's does all that have your heart? Yeah. That's the danger. Right. And if it does, then what's best is to say, I need to get rid. I need to put this aside yeah. and follow Jesus. Mm. And, you know, that's hard.
0: Sure it is. Oh, because yeah. when we
1: begin to evaluate, we may see that things have more of us than they need to have, mm-hmm. and it may seem and show us that we need to reevaluate and reorganize and yeah. say, Lord, what do I need to do so that you can have my heart? Yeah. It's going to be different for every person because right. every, every person has a different degree that things hold on to them. hmm uh, but the world would just say, "No, you should. You should try to get all the money you can, spend all the money you can, and you know, get all the you know glory that you can while on earth. Yeah. And you can't take that with you. Right? But you can't leave a legacy, and that's part of it. You need to for your family. But at the end of the day, does Jesus have more of your heart than your things do and your stuff does? Yeah, that's the question.
0: Yeah, that's a great, great question. Well, thank you uh, for for kind of. Drawing that into a, a finer point for us. And it, it transitions well into our interview that we're going to do with. Uh, we, we, want to inter, or we want to introduce you to a guy named Grant Hasty, who's a church planter and a missionary in Kentucky. Um, and we have, as a church, an opportunity in the coming weeks to go and serve alongside him. And so uh, we'd love for you to to hear this uh, interview with him. Um, so we want to introduce you to Grant Hasty, and we'll be back to wrap things up here in just a few minutes. All right, well, everyone, we are here with Grant Hasty, um, and he's going to tell us a little bit about himself um, and about some opportunities that we have to minister along with him. But um, hey, Grant, thanks for joining us today. For having me absolutely so so grant, just um, so that everybody can get up to speed, just tell us a little bit about yourself and about the ministry that you're involved with.
2: Okay, so yeah, I'm uh, the actually, we started the church plant, so a church plant pastor here in McClure County, Kentucky. Um, our church just turned 11 years old, actually. We started a living in our house, and then God has blessed us with uh, ministry opportunities from there. And so, uh, my role is uh, I'm pastor, but also work with mission teams, also, uh, i to coordinate with the light community and work with the works cafe at the various ministries as well. So, um, just guys been blessing us in a, in a huge way. So, um, married with five kids and life is full of excitement.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. We, uh, Derek and I both have four children each. And so we know, we know what that life is like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So, um, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us what what drives your passion for missions? Why, why do you love missions so much?
2: It's twofold. One of it is just, you know, obviously the gospel, and, you know, being able, I think probably even with missions and ministry as a whole, uh, the greatest blessing, I believe, in ministry and missions is that whenever you see someone, their life change, and you see mm-hmm. their their life turn over to Christ, and um, and to be able to watch what God creates, that unique uh, creation, um, you know, and not, not a cookie cutter Christian, but a, a unique creation that he's created. And so um, through our ministries, especially, you know, we're meeting one of our things that we meet people where they're at, showing the compassion of Christ. And so, you know, we get to meet people in all various walks of life and various struggles and all these other things. We then to watch Christ uh, change their life. And on a bigger side of it as well is like when, when we do work with mission teams, we work with mission teams um, all year long from all over the country, to be able to see them take missions back home and then to watch their ministries grow and prosper because of what they've experienced in the missions in Kentucky. And so it, it's a twofold drive there that I really appreciate and watch, see God
0: use and grow. That's great. Yeah, What. Well, um, what, what was it was there like a do you have a an experience from your from earlier in life that really sort of set you on a trajectory uh of, of falling after missions i mean obviously we were all given the great commission but right. um but what was it for you
2: well i mean i grew up in a home but my dad's a retired minister and so i mean all through life we had missionaries come through and visit or whatever my dad did several mission trips my sister did mission trips but for me it really didn't take off um until I was in seminary, actually went to New Orleans. And so, you know, New Orleans is a seminary that only teaches missions, but does missions. And so, uh, you know, I was able to go to India for the first time and that really, uh, between that and then also taking the church planning class, you know, and submission classes that really began to, to, shed, to, to set that course um, on fire for missions. And I still love doing international when available, but uh, definitely here in Kentucky, it's been awesome to do.
1: That's cool. Jason is a New Orleans grad as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you said something about, you know, churches grabbing that passion and taking it back to, you know, to their own church. And, you know, I, as the pastor, that's something I'm hoping I've been here three years. Uh, I'm really hoping it's kind of the next step for us is really grasp to be not just a, uh, a ascent church, but ascending church. So like, yeah, we're we're on mission here. We're, we're we're reaching out to our community, but also look at opportunities to to go, to take, to do, um, to impact the kingdom—not just here, but all you know, everywhere. And so, uh, you know, I, I totally resonate with that. I'm, I'm hoping uh, us coming there to be with you guys will help you know pro- propel that forward uh, here in our own congregation as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, what what would you say? So I'm, I'm sure as a church planter, um, I, I was on staff at a church plant um several years ago and I know the the um the joys, but also the frustrations and difficulties that come with that as well. Um, but what what would you say to someone who says, um, I don't have time for missions or I I don't, that's not my calling. That's not what, what God has called me to do. What what would you say to someone like that?
2: Well, first of all, strongly disagree because we're all called for missions now. And I think one thing by coming on a mission trip um, and then having a mission experience, I think you begin, your eyes open up to life around you and every day. Um, and one thing that we try to instill with our mission team volunteers, is, you know, it's it's not a checkbox mission trip. It is a, I've come on mission and now it's a life on mission. And mm-hmm. it's how do you see God at work around you each and every day and then be involved in it? I mean, that's missions. Um, and then, you know... Again, I think it's part of it is, you know, we've got to be a people that's not just about praying for missionaries or giving to missions. Although both of those are important, is right. when we actually go and participate that really just uh, just really changes things. And so I think that for a person that's not involved, you're missing so much uh, in your life and your walk with God by not being involved. And you know, you're just you're missing the blessing. I mean, obviously, there's somewhere that could use your help and assistance. But you yourself are, the missing, are, are missing a huge blessing, and, and you know there's no reason not to, to be involved in that. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think that um I think that so often you know the um the old sort of cliche is well you know if I say yes to missions God's going to make me move to Africa, and um, maybe but maybe not <laughs> you know maybe yeah. move yeah. you to Kentucky or uh, wherever <laughs> that might be you know. Um, but I, I think you're right that we are all called to missions. I I think that that's a, that's a really great point. Um, so, um, Grant, tell us, give us just a a few minutes of what, what can um, we expect when we come to, to serve alongside you guys there in Kentucky, and then how can people here in Lafayette get involved with what you're doing there in Kentucky? Yeah, one
2: thing uh, I love what God has done with missions here, um, our, our mission experience has been called, uh, it's been compared to sometimes a buffet. Um, and as Baptists, I think we can relate to that. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, we do have several different avenues of ministry that people can get involved in. And so uh, obviously you want to use, you know, your calling or whatever you gifted in, but it also gives people an opportunity to be stretched as well. So they may be able to experience something they're not normally going to be able to do. Um, and so, you know, the Lord's Cafe, just snapshot real quickly, the Lord's Cafe is our free restaurant ministry. And so we we prepare lunch every day, Monday through uh, Wednesday, serve lunch to community as a full service restaurant. but The meals are completely free. Um, and so mission teams come in. They help with the prep. They help with uh, getting the dining room set up, things like that. And then uh, at 11 o'clock, when we open the doors. Uh, they help us with the serving aspects. They help us with, um, you know praying with every customer, sharing the gospel with people, and then all the way through the cleanup. Um, at the Lord's Cafe property as well, it's actually more be for worship as well, but you're able to, uh, to minister there at the tables. We also have the ability to do clothing giveaways. if We have enough volunteer staff. Uh, again, opportunities to meet people and to share the gospel, pray with them, help them find uh, the clothes, carry on conversations. Um, we have a hair salon, and so if uh, on a small building so if you have someone that's coming that's got the ability to cut hair, um, or do nails. I mean, that's another awesome opportunity to share the gospel as you're cutting someone's hair, showing them the compassion of Christ. Um, so that's come with the avenues of ministry there at the, at the Lord's Cafe. Um, the light community, and then also we're building a, a, a house in Sturge, which is right around the corner from the cafe. Uh, for our, our Kentucky Baptist Missionary, uh, we have lots of construction needs uh, right now. The, the live communities, who are building the tiny homes out for individuals coming out of uh, true homelessness, out of addictive behaviors, or also families that just need a, a better home to live in. And so we're creating a, a, a farm that's uh, already an operational farm that my family lives at, actually. Um, and we're including uh, physical, spiritual, and mental health in our program and our ministry there. And so right now it, it is uh, building out those houses. So we've got 10 under roof. By the time you get you guys get here, the hopefully the siding and the roof will be on the number 10 house. Uh, but then we're going to uh, shortly be able to start working on the interiors of those houses to get those uh, ready for the next level to, to get them to be occupied. And so our goal is a total of 15 structures. Uh, one will be a wash house, a laundry house. And the other will be an office building. So 13 residents uh, working with, uh, again, We've already got therapists on board to help us with mental health. work and working forces with equine therapy. But your 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 team would be able to come and help build those components for that ministry. Um, the other thing I love about Crossroads and the ministry here too is like uh, we've been labeled a, a mission opportunity without a box. And so if you say, hey, we've done this before at our church, uh, you know, bring the idea to the table. We'll see how it fits. You know, block parties. Uh, uh, things like that or movie nights uh, anything to, to be able to build relationship and share the gospel that's the key uh, the one thing i do warn people out uh, you know don't even though we do live by some studies supports counting the nation don't come to help the poor people of kentucky because that's not your goal your goal is to share the gospel um, all the things i just talked about are tools to share the gospel because we're a church we're not an agency and so Um, that is that is definitely has to be your heart to come as the gospel
0: very cool yeah yeah that's great i I really appreciate the um i appreciate the holistic nature of what you guys do that it's that that whole mind body and spirit thing um that i think is really that's an area that lacks at times in in mission work that it's very much that that uh, like I think you earlier said the the checkbox type ministry where your checkbox type ministry where you come in you do your thing you pat yourself on the back and you go home you know and and um, those have a place and they they serve a purpose for sure um, but I think you're right that that it it's a more of a, um, a whole person ministry than it is just a let me do this thing for you real quick yeah right right.
1: Yeah, Grant, we're looking forward to being with you guys for uh, first week of November. And uh, thanks for being with us today. We appreciate it.
2: No problem. Looking forward to
1: it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Grant. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Have Bye-bye. a good one. You
0: too all right well we hope you enjoyed that interview with grant hasty we hope that some of you maybe have had your heart sort of pricked to uh, go and be a part of that trip that we have the opportunity to go next month Um, we would encourage you um, if you have any interest please let us know we would love to hear from you to get you plugged in to how you can serve Um, there are going to be lots of different ways that you can serve on that trip Um, there's already a a small group going we'd love to add to that group so Um, but you can email us at the path at Fay at first dot life, um or you can comment on the YouTube video but if you'd like to go please get in touch with us here at the church office so that we can get you all the information you need and, and uh to let you know how to get involved with that um but continue to follow along with us as we look at um you know maybe you just physically can't go to to kentucky to help we're going to share other opportunities with you um that are more local uh and and even more opportunities that you could be a part of uh how to serve in a, with a missions mindset throughout the rest of the month so be sure to tune
1: in with us next week as we continue on that um, anything to add Derek? No, i just love for, if you can come with us, it'd be great. I'll be there. I'm excited about serving in that way. And it's a great way to flesh out uh, this passage of, you know, what. are you looking for fortune or are we looking to be generous? And so we get to do that. Yeah, it's a great point. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Until next time, I am Jason.
0: I'm Derek. And we will see you next time as we continue down the path.